Greetings and salutations to you all. This is Dee Dee Moonflyer. Welcome to Twilight Tonic, your weekly voyage to points distant and parts unknown. We'll discuss all things paranormal, spiritual, weird, and wonderful. So if you're ready, grab your favorite tonic, your best comfy chair, and let's begin. Tonight on Twilight Tonic, everyone, I have something really fun from sheets being pulled off of you to like hearing voices to all kinds of things that you can see in the night. We're going to be talking to Susan Swartz, Haunted Inns and Hotels of Virginia. How are you, Susan? Doing well tonight. How are you? I am good. I am excited about this book, but first I want to ask a little bit about you. Sure. Why are you so interested in hauntings? What what time in your life something snapped and you were like, I've got to investigate? Um, I guess it started for me when I was real young. My family was kind of, uh, we were the family that stayed behind like to watch the last handful of dirt be thrown on the grave. We would take pictures at funerals. Um, wow. And I just, I, I grew up like that. And as I've gotten older, um, cemeteries, believe it or not, are a kind of a quiet place for me. Mm-hmm. And it's it's amazing to me, you know, because you're out in the world and everything is so noisy and, and just going here, there and everywhere. But as soon as I walk through the gates of a cemetery, that all calms down. It's quiet. And it's like I get a little peace there. So it's I, you know, it's a mixture of things that got me into it. But I've always been since I was little, I've always been you know, interested in it. And uh, these books came, um, came about, I have another one haunted Charlottesville and surrounding counties mm-hmm. and the haunted inns and hotels, um, of Virginia. But, uh, I had a, such a good time uh, researching, traveling and going to all these different places. It's, it's amazing. And I get emails from people all the time, you know, did you check out this place? Did you check out this place? So even though the book's written, I, I think you could actually go back in another year, two years maybe, and mm-hmm. find even, you know, newer things. So um, it was just, you know, it's just a work that I really enjoy doing um, based on my background, as I just explained. So, <laughs> Did you ever, when you were a child, did you ever see anything or hear anything that made you also interested in this besides, you know, obviously your family? No, not really. You know, we used to have things, you know, pictures fell and they were face toward the wall or the cuckoo clock fell off the wall or yeah. you know, things like that that always brought uh, messages of death. But um, not really. No. And I'm sorry. Will you repeat the question? Sure. Have you ever had any of your own ghostly experiences when you were a okay. child or growing up? Um, no, I, the, the only thing that I ever had happen to me was one time, and I'm trying to remember who it was. I don't know if it was my grandmother or my great grandmother. One of them had passed away and 
it was about two weeks later, I remember somebody knocking at the door and I went to open it and there was nobody there, but I heard the grandmother call me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I stepped outside to see where the person went that was knocking on the door. That's the only time that I had anything as a child. Um, I got back into it. I kind of got out of it for a while, and then I got back into it um, probably in my 28, 29, 30. My dad and me used to go all the time to, um, we'd love to go take pictures of haunted places or in cemeteries or whatever it was, and um, he really enjoyed doing that. So it was something we kind of shared, but uh, that was about the only thing that happened to me when I was a child was just hearing somebody call me and thinking it was really strange because it's like, that sounds like grandma. She just right. died. But, yeah. You know, <laughs> that's always that's always a weird one, I think, for everybody. Is having your name called in. It sounds like somebody that had passed over or even a person that's still alive. Call your name yeah, when they're someplace strange. else, you know. <laughs> Um, well, and I think that's just, you know, maybe the timber of the voice because I forever hear my son calling me when I'm out and about and it's like, what am I, Timothy just called me? And, um, <laughs> my, my husband looked at me and go, no, he's not anywhere near. And I was like, I know, but it sounded like him. So right. yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So, wow. I don't even know where to begin. I mean, I have a few of my favorite places in here, but what is your most favorite place that you did visit that just kind of hit you like, wow, this is amazing? Um, probably my, my favorite. Well, I have two, actually. Um, the Richard Johnston Inn was a favorite. And then, um, of course, um, Dunlora Inn was a favorite as well. Um, Richard Johnston Inn, like a, it was very, uh, very gorgeous place. Um, If you're looking for a good bed and breakfast to go to in Fredericksburg, I would recommend it. It's just so pretty. They had several different um, entities there, and uh, I was lucky. I I just showed up one Saturday because we just started traveling and doing the research for the book, and I showed up one Saturday, and I think it was Beth and Betsy were there, and they invited me in, and I told them what I was doing, and they said, well, let us give you a tour, and so they took me through different places i the kitchen um the kitchen has uh an entity he likes to watch um apparently when they want some um, some people come in they cut up the veggies for dinner or you know season the meat whatever mm-hmm. he apparently likes to sit and watch i think his name was david and i think he was a sharpshooter uh-huh. um and then there's uh there was a little uh, african american little gentleman that one of the ladies said she would looked up, she was talking to a guest one time and she happened to look up the stairs and saw this gentleman standing up on the stairs. And she asked the other lady, she goes, is there somebody on that side of the hotel? Cause I didn't think we have anybody there. And the lady came back and said, no, there are no guests on that side. And when she looked back up the stairs, I mean, this happened within like three, four seconds. Mm-hmm. She looked back up the stairs, the gentleman was gone. And, um, I was like, wow, that's kind of neat. Uh, you you just never know uh, who or what. And I and what I do too with those is I I try to go home and research, um, you know, who these people were because it's always nice to have a name and you know right. things so you can go back further and you know corroborate. But she didn't know his name and she didn't know who he was, so I couldn't do a lot with him, which I was kind of sad because I'd like to find out who he was. And then uh, also in the backyard there was a tree. Um, 
that it, they used to hang uh, people from when, oh. you know, they broke the law or, you know, back in that time, you know, uh, African-American would look at a white lady, they would be hung because right. oh, um, it was against law. There was a, going off of topic here a little bit, um, there's another place in uh, Gordonsville, the Exchange Hotel, and they have a hanging tree outside of the train station for that same reason. They had several people hung there for, you know, crimes they committed or, you know, whatever it was they wanted to, you know, make up at the time. But um, it just uh, it, it was just very interesting to see that tree because you're, you're just looking up going, OK, what am I going to see here? Right. So um, I always try to get pictures and see if something because I have heard um, not that particular tree, but the one at um, the Exchange Hotel, I have heard pictures come back with, uh, looks like where shadows are hanging from branches. So I was curious to see if I would get anything uh, in this tree, but I did not. So um, kind of happy about that. Cause <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but then, you know, she, she was, uh, they both told me about different things on different floors and they have like toilet paper. I think she told me one time she said she was up cleaning the room. In fact, if you look on the back of the book, there's a picture of a bed with a pillow that says, be our guest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She said in this room, she used to go in and clean the bathroom and she'd mash the toilet paper down to keep it from rolling away while she went and got some other supplies. When she came back, uh, the toilet paper was pushed, like kind of pushed off the, the sink and into the floor, rolling into the, the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, could it have rolled? She goes, no, I, I mash it down so it can't roll. So I, I was like, oh, that's kind of weird, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, uh, you know, it's depending on what you get back when you do that. So it, uh, it's a fascinating place. Um, I would, you know, highly recommend it. I was looking for Dunlora. Now, Dunlora is here in Mineral, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And it is, uh, I went over there and spent four hours with that lady, um, Sheena Wong. And she's very sweet. I would recommend her place as well because it's it's very nicely done place. Um, but the history there was just what got me because yeah. the the owners, George and Salina, her name is pronounced Salila, Salina, and they were um, building it back in the early 1900s. And um, they, she says she gets some visits sometimes from, uh, she says George Jr., which was the son. He apparently helped to build the house, but I don't think he ever lived there. Um, they could not find paperwork to corroborate that, but that's what they think. Mm-hmm. Um, but George Jr. hangs a lot around a lot, which was the son of one of the owners, um, George Sr. And um, he likes to cause a little mischief. And then um, sometimes uh, she said she said when they bought it, she said they had just found out one of the one of the previous owners had passed away. It was years before he died of natural causes. And then they had like cats. That would oh, that came yeah. in to kind of took over the place, so she said it was a big cleanup job when they went to do it, and then you know renovation started, and I told her I said I bet that's when everything started yeah. to go haywire, and oh, she said too, yeah because yeah. it, it riles them up, you know you don't want to they don't like change for some reason, and so she said they were just having a good time, just scaring crap out of her because what would happen is she would go and. Like she told me, she says, I, I taught myself to going over one evening and just sweeping the front floor. 
And I said, well, that's that's baby steps. And she said uh, she got there. She got up there one day. She said, okay, I'm going to do the top floor. And apparently she went up and she was had a bucket full of dirty water and she brought it back down, emptied it, and got some more. And when she got back up there, the place where she had been cleaning, there were footprints like um, I think she said one a left foot and I'm sorry, a right foot. At other times she's seen cat prints in the dust, you know, from where they right. had renovated the plaster and everything. And she said, I said, well, do you have cats here? And she goes, no, I have no cats. So, um, and they have seen a couple of ghost cats, like, um, I oh think her gosh. grandson, yeah, her <laughs> grandson, who was three at the time, uh, apparently came in rooms and said, hey, kitty, and mm-hmm. apparently chased something under the bed. But when she looked, there was nothing there. So um, that was very interesting. I think other kitties, because there's another place, uh, Bell Grove Plantation in King George, um, she has some two ghost cats, I believe. Yeah. So um, I'm actually going to be there this Saturday and I'm dying to go for a tour because I want to I want to see the, the, the kitties. <laughs> I, well, you know, what's uh, hilarious. We bought a 1938 bungalow that we're redoing. Uh-huh. And when we were painting it, this is hilarious. I saw a black and white cat. No, no animals were in here at the time. I have five animals, but we haven't even moved in yet. We were just painting. And I looked over and it disappeared and I didn't say anything to my husband 20 minutes later. And my husband, Andy, goes, did you bring a cat in the house? I go, what color? (laughs) He goes, black and white. And then he looked over at me. He goes, there it. He goes, well, it went. (laughs) He goes, we have a ghost kitty. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, we do. And my cat now plays with it constantly. Well, that's one less mouth to feed, though. At least you don't have to feed him and do the litter box. So. It's true. I love ghost kitties. They're more than welcome to come in my house. <laughs> I I actually have, just on that thought, I have uh, two kitties in my house um, that have passed away. Um, one likes to sit in a specific chair in the living room, and he uh-huh. always leaves like a little bit of hair behind. Uh-huh. And then the other one will jump up on the bed. You know how they walk in circles and then yes. lay down? Oh, yeah. She likes to walk in circles. Because I got up, well, I guess it was 2 o'clock one morning. I had the bedroom door shut to keep um, the other cats out for the night. And I felt this something jump up on the bed walk around and lay down and i was like i thought i let all the cats out so got up turned on the light nothing there uh-huh. and as soon as i turned off the light and laid back down she got up and walked around again i think it was my cat sandy because she used to like to lay on the bed and you know do that mm-hmm. so i just told her i said i said there you go you you're you're fine to stay and come back and visit whenever you want so um, it's almost comforting Mm-hmm. To know that they're still with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You know what the interesting thing is? Now, I love p- old pictures of people that owned houses. And you have a picture of George and Celine um, in the book on page 47. Yes. That's just, so cool. Yeah. Well, I really thought that would add to it because it, you talk about people, you know, this is their history, what happened. But I always like, like probably most people do, to place a name with a face. Yeah. And it's so neat to see what she looked like and how she dressed. And, you know, I guess to go along with the social mores of that time, it's just, um, it's just, it was amazing to get that picture. Yeah. Yeah. I love the clothing and stuff they used to wear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's, yeah, that's so fascinating. Yeah, clothing is very nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's so cool. You know, I love going into like museums where they have displays of them and stuff, and they're so tiny. Yes. <laughs> so I wish I could different. be that tiny. <laughs> <laughs> I remember in my 20s because I love to go like vintage shopping and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was a traveling outfit from the 1800s. Now, I was in my 20s when I tried, and it fit me. I tried it on, I, and I looked at my best friend. I said, I would have been a really big woman back then. Because it fit what me. Size are, what size are you talking about? Just curious, if you don't mind. I couldn't. Now, I'm back then, I was like a size two to zero. Now I'm like. Oh, so it was really little, a little waist on that thing. Okay. okay. Yeah. And when I was young, I was very tiny. You know, now I'm, I'm still small, but not like, you know, when you're 20, you're just tiny, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I just love that dress. And I like the feeling like you could feel the energy from that dress. It was so cool and so well oh, preserved. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful piece. I loved it. And, you know, I liked the Grove Plantation quite a bit. Now, Belgrove, Belgrove, um, I did not. I saw it from the road. I did not get to visit because I was in process of setting up something and COVID started and I never did get to get back over there, which is why I'm going Saturday. I want to see it. Oh, um, yeah. But she, uh, Michelle Darnell, who owns it right now, was nice enough to uh, talk to me for, I guess it was about an hour or two and tell me different things about the house and uh, the different entities that it has. I think there's like four or five listed mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Um, but the history was really neat with, you know, from the Conways to the Turners to the Hooker family to Michelle. Um, it was just a really fascinating history. And I thought it was kind of neat. She she told me, you know, she said the first person she met was, uh, I think he was six foot tall, if I'm not wrong, an African-American slave named Nathaniel. Wow. He came up behind her one day when she was doing the laundry and I think said something in her ear and scared her. She said, uh, she told him, you know, don't do that again because you scared me. But Mm -hmm. I have, uh, she did tell me, she goes, she does trust him enough that when she leaves the house, he is in charge of the house whenever she goes out. And I thought, that's kind of nice. Yeah. And then the, the other neat thing was when she gets out to the garage to get her car, uh, apparently there are four, I think, soldiers out there. Mm-hmm. And she told him one time, she goes, you, you, oh, y'all could at least turn the light on for me when I come and go. <laughs> and she said now when she gets about 100 yards-ish uh, to the garage, the uh-huh. light always comes on for her. Um, so I, apparently they take their job very seriously. Okay. Um, but uh, I was trying to look. Um, oh, and a little boy named Jacob. Uh-huh, he yeah. loves he loves to move things. I, I She told me a story. I don't know where it is in the book I pointed out for, but um, she told me a story about she was making a tea one morning and had reached for a spoon out of a drawer and laid it on the counter and went to get the tea bags. And when she got back, her spoon was gone. And she told him, she goes, okay, that's my spoon. So when you're finished playing with it, bring it back. She said a couple hours later, she found it sitting there on the counter. Like, you know, it had wow. never been touched. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> There isn't there a lady ghost in white to there? Yeah, the lady lady in white. Apparently, she's always on the second floor. Uh-huh. And um, I don't know. They thought I think if I'm not mistaken, it was a daughter of one of the previous owners, and I believe it was Mr. Turner. Um, 
I was just looking for it so I could tell you right. Yes, daughter of Mr. Turner, maybe Carrie. So Carrie was Mr. Turner's daughter when they lived in the home. Um, but nobody has corroborated that yet um, as to who it is, but that's who they think it is. Um, they've had a lot of people, though. There's a lot of history to that house. So yeah. uh, it could be it could be any one of them, but they seem to think it's her. So um I think she, Michelle, said she was going to do some more research and see if they could find out anything else about the uh, the background. So I yeah. guess we'll find out. Like James Madison was born there in 1670. Yes, how how interesting is that? That is so cool. Um, well, what's fascinating for me with that is I've always had a fascination with Tuckahoe Plantation. I don't know if you've ever heard of that place. Um, but it's here in Virginia and it's where Thomas Jefferson grew up. And to me, when I first went there, it was the first thought in my head was, wow, I'm walking in the same steps that he may have taken. So when I go Saturday, I'm just going to, I'll probably be thinking that too. Wow. I'm walking the same steps as James Madison. It's just fascinating to me that we can still appreciate these historical places and keep that history alive. And that's kind of why I do this too, because I mean, sure you can go and, you know, take your recording devices and take your camera and all that. But to me, the history is more fascinating than anything else because all these people that came before us um, walked here, they lived here, they Mm -hmm. ate here. Just as, it just blows my mind. It's like, whoa. <laughs> so, um, but uh, back to uh, Bell Grove, um, excuse me, <clears throat> sorry. There's a caretaker, um, which I'm dying to go over and see that house, the caretaker house. And his name was Baldwin Lee. And he apparently is very mean to people when they come in the house. He he knocks, he makes noises. He <laughs> apparently shows up in pictures of skeletons and all this. So they... Um, they had these people there from, and I don't remember the name, but their names are a- Amy and Adam. It was a TV show they did, and oh, my brain is gone. I can't remember the name of the TV show. But uh, they did a TV show, and they came and they researched. Um, Amy stayed at the caretaker's house one night, and mm. all she heard was a lot of knocking and stuff, and she heard it on the recorder, played it back for Adam, and they never could figure out where it was coming from, and they got Michelle to come over and well, whenever she comes in, she's a sensitive person. And so whatever Baldwin was doing was really dry, kind of making her feel nauseous and everything. So she had to run back out. I think they finally took her to the gravesite where he was buried. I think it's about five miles maybe from the house itself. Mm-hmm. And she spoke to him and told him that, you know, he was welcome to stay but he had to, you know, let go of anybody else that was with him or that he was holding onto the house with. And, you know, they would, she would come and visit him so he would never be lonely. And that seemed to kind of diet down a little bit. And so they went back to Bell Grove. She said when she went back to his house, it was a little bit more uh, peaceful, mm-hmm. a little bit more welcoming. And so they felt like, you know, maybe he was going to turn a page there. But, um, he apparently had some slaves that he was holding on to him as well in the house. Yeah. And so she told him he had to let those people go. Cause I mean, if he wanted to stay, it was fine, but it shouldn't keep them. And so, um, 
I think they finally came to peace with each other, but I still would like to go just to see what, uh, see what I get myself. So right. um, that's just a fascinating thing. But um, it is a very, it sounds like a very interesting place and one that I would really enjoy. So that's why I'm uh, kind of excited about next weekend. So. <laughs> yeah, I would be too. I would think that would, was awesome. I mean, that just, I love that stuff. I like history too. Like mm-hmm. history is like huge for me. I just enjoy it so much. And then also not all of the hotels are uh, are old. I mean, there's a Holiday Inn in here in your book. The Holiday Inn, is that the one in Blacksburg? Yeah, it is. Yeah, this, yeah. Okay, that one, that one's been torn down. The Blacksburg, uh, as I said, is closed now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been torn down, and another hotel, the hotel you see in the book, the picture, yeah. is uh, is the former location. So what I said, I think, is I can't find it now, but I think what I said was, you know, go and see what you get. I mean, it's usually, for me, it's the location that's haunted, not the right. um, building. So this place may have the same or you know, different, but I know at this one, they had a ballroom that they kept hearing people partying all night. And uh, oh, they had people, guests asking the, you know, the front desk, can you turn the music down? Cause it's too loud. And they, they would go check and there was nobody there. Um, it's uh, so I think, you know, you, you could at least go and just see what you get and, you know, come out with, you know, take it. Like I said, I take a recorder and a camera. Um, some people take, you know, other stuff, but those two, suffice for me. I mean, it depends on how deep of a uh, investigation you want to do. I just go and kind of say, hey, um, you know, if you want to say something, please do. If you don't, that's okay too. And if you don't want me to take your picture, just blur it out. And, you know, that's worked for me so far. And then, you know, of course, the big thing is when you leave a location, you must turn around and say, don't come home with me because I've heard <laughs> stories of them following yeah. people home. So, yeah. <laughs> True. And I also enjoyed reading about the Patrick Henry Hotel. That was kind of interesting. I I went in there for a little while and just messed around just to see what, you know, I could get. Um, the big thing there was the, the apparently, the, I think there are three gentlemen ghosts mm-hmm. that yeah. are up in the ballroom and uh, ballroom <laughs> and. Uh, I went up there and just looking around, I didn't see anything. I got a kind of a creepy feeling in the ballroom, but mm-hmm. um, nothing malicious or anything, just, you know, something there. And they said, I think it's this one, something says sometimes if you watch the, the tablecloth at the, the floor, when it's on the floor, yeah. you'll see it kicking back and forth. It's one of the gentlemen kicking it to get your attention. Um, the um, the other thing, there's a couple of rooms um in that well actually it's not a hotel anymore right now it's an apartment building but they use the bottom half of it like a hotel so um with their their ballroom their catering sure, and all yeah. that kind of thing so, oh, i bet it's beautiful um, it's really pretty it's a pretty place um to visit and um I think, who is it? Timothy Kane. Uh, he's a former governor of Virginia. Mm-hmm. He has an office there. So I was kind of fascinated by that because um, I'm old enough to remember Timothy Kane being in office. So um, I think it's been like 20 years ago, maybe. I don't know. But um, it was just fascinating to see that he had an office there. So Wow. And, you know, I also have an affinity for Tudor style 
home, like homes uh-huh. and buildings in Queen Anne style. And Hotel Roanoke was another one that caught my eye. Did you get to see inside of that? Um, I did not. They would not let me in. Um, it does have a security thing. And when I told them what I was doing and they said no. So I, and I have to, you know, honor that. But um, I did a lot of research with this. And then a guy at the Natural Bridge Hotel gave me a lot of information because he used to work there. But um, this is, um, I think the big story here was that one of the, uh, one of the, People that said there was something going on in her room and they were hearing noises in the hallway and um, people walking up and down the corridor. Uh, some I know some places complain, you know, kids are running up and down the hallway right, yeah. and you open, you open the door and nothing is ever there. So it uh, they have a lot of different things. And the good thing about this hotel, if I remember right, they have a book um, up at the front desk that uh-huh. if anything does happen out of the ordinary, you can write what happened. So other people can, you know, see what, what has happened so far in each room or in your room, however it may be just to, um, go looking for other sightings, you know, maybe, maybe you're on floor one and this happened on floor four. Well, you could go up there and just kind of walk around. Nobody knows, you know, what right. room numbers you are. So, I mean, don't bother people in the rooms, of course, but, um, sometimes I would just walk up on a floor and just kind of walk down the hallway, see, you know, near the room just to see what I got. Um, but, uh, there's always, you know, a way you can do it if, you know, if you want to, without bothering the people that are in the room. So that's, you know, most important, do not bother the guests, but, um, have fun with it still though, you know? Oh, definitely. I, I just think, oh, these places are so pretty. Did you get to go to Tidewater, Virginia Beach, the Kavanaugh Hotel? Did you get to go inside Cavalier? of there? Yeah. The Cavalier? Um, I've actually been inside the front door, and that's about as far as I got. Um, but it, it is a very nice hotel. Um, it's huge, um, as you can see from the picture. Yeah. And um, this, this was taken at Christmas. In fact, I got it, got it open now. Um, it was taken at Christmas time. You can see the reindeer out front. But... Um, they have a big um, uh, thing coming down there. You don't see it here, but it says Cavalier across the grass. It's really pretty, pretty nice because you know it's a Cavalier because you can see it. But they had the big thing here was um, Adolph Coors, uh, who owned Coors Brewing Company. And yeah. he he apparently, they said they don't know, he was about 80 at the time. And he fell out of a window on the sixth floor. Uh and they don't know if he was pushed, but, you know, being as old as he was, he could have lost his balance. And then some people say that when they walk past the exact place he landed, they hear a big thud sometimes um, just showing up there. And I had that happen to me, too, when I was in Alexandria um, at the Alexandria. Mm-hmm. What's it called? The Alexandrian it used to be the Hotel Monaco. But right down the street from it is the Carlisle House. And. Um, apparently there were people that it was a psych, um, psych place at one time and they had people that would jump out the windows. And when I was there, I was by myself at the time. Um, when I walked in the gates and up toward the the front of the building, I kept hearing this and it's on my recorder too. So I know I wasn't imagining it, but I, I have no idea what it was. Um, like I said, I was by myself and there was nothing going on around me. So I thought, well, okay, somebody's falling out the window, I guess. <laughs> wow. That gives um, me the chills just thinking about that. 
Yeah, it was it was kind of interesting, uh, but you know, I, I get some of that sometimes. Like um, another place in here, the Black Horse Inn, I I really enjoyed going there. Very gorgeous place. It's closed now, of course. I think COVID did a number on a lot of these places, yeah, but um, mm-hmm, but it was nice when I was there. Um, there was a chef. I think her name was from Show, um, and she told me a little bit about the history of the place. It was a Civil War hospital and. You know, had done been through a couple of owners, and and so um, she said, "Go upstairs and see what you get." Apparently, they they have four guests, uh, four ghosts mm-hmm. that um, uh, inhabit the uh, the black the black horse inn, and uh, one of them is a tap dancing ghost. Oh no! And <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Well, I, I was half fascinated because he, he does it on the steps. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, okay, let me go up here. And because what, what happens is when you come in the door, um, when you come in the door, they have steps up either side beside you. And I asked her, I said, what steps? And she goes, just go up one. It doesn't matter. He'll be on. So I went up and I never got anything. But apparently he, he does it from midnight to about three in the morning. And I was like, well, I can't come back and do that. So I'll just have to do this. Then they had another one that would take after the maids made the bed. Uh-huh. He'd go in there and sit on it, make an impression in it and then get up. <laughs> and I've got a, I think I have a picture of one of those in the book. Um and the neat thing about that was, I, I can't remember the room. I think it was, it wasn't the Jefferson room. It was the, I don't remember. I, I do remember it was the second one from the stairs. And I was in the hallway. I was by myself, just walking around up there, just looking around. And um, I remember saying into my recorder, you know, hey, if anybody's here wants to say hello, please feel free to do so. And so I waited about maybe a minute or two before I started talking again. Because what I do is I kind of narrate as I'm going through each room, what I'm seeing, what I'm doing, taking pictures of. And so when I got home and I didn't hear anything at the time, when I got home and looked, listened to the recording, after I said, if anybody wants to say hello, please do. I hear this big cheerful, hello. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, well, something's here. (laughs) <laughs> Something was there, but I mean, I, you know that that's just fun for me because it's like, hey, I got a little bit of corroboration here. Somebody's here, <laughs> but the 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 property, like I said, is closed now. But you could still probably go and maybe walk around the outside, and you know, see what you get. And you know, if it's private, private, no trespassing. Of course, don't do that. But I some of these places sometimes, um, or not these ones for the hotel, but for my other book, I did. I walked around the outside just to see what I would get when I couldn't get inside. So, um, you know, you can always try if you're interested in doing something like that. Right. And, you know, it's so sad when you say that a lot of them are probably closed due to COVID. Do you think anybody's going to buy that property? It sounds like it's just, it's beautiful. I sure hope they do because it was, you know, when I was there, well, you can see from the picture, yeah. I mean, it is gorgeous. And down below it is a big farm. Um, they have different, um, you know, gardens and such. Just a gorgeous place. Um, and the views, I, I just can't, majestic views. But, um, you know, trying to get somebody to do that because I think there are about maybe one, two, three that I can think of in the book that are closed now because of that. And I really would like to see somebody get them because some of them are historical in nature. Some of them are, you know, the owner's yeah. family history. But still, there's that history there that, 
you know, needs to be uh, talked about if 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 it has something to do with what's going on in the house at the time. So, right, um, that is just some of these places, even just the, they're in black and white. But gosh, it just lets your imagination roam. You know, they're oh, just yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. The Richard Johnson is another one that I kind of fell in love with because I like that look. Um, it just looks warm and inviting. Did you actually get to go in there? Yes, that one. Um, that's the one we were talking about earlier, I believe, um, with the uh, hanging tree out back and yeah. the, the I, little man on the stairs. It's It was very ornately done. I mean, so just a gorgeous, gorgeous. I wish I could have taken, well, I did take pictures, but I couldn't put them in the book. But um, I remember going into the dining room and she said, well, this is where we have breakfast. And I was just like, wow. It was just a huge, like a cherry wood table with some cabinets. And I mean, it was just, it was done up for Christmas. Well, it was done up for Christmas. So they had, you know, wreaths everywhere. And um, I was just like, wow, this is just gorgeous. So yeah, a lot of these places are just done up so pretty. And, um, I, you know, one day when I have the money and I can do it, I'd love to go to every one of them and just stay one night, but just to see the house or explore because it's just so, such a pretty setting, um, within the bed and breakfasts mostly, but, um, some of the hotels were nice too, you know, like the Omni resort, Mm -hmm. um, is very pretty. Um, I was trying to think of the other one. I, um, the, um, hotel Roanoke, the Martha Washington Inn. I mean, just gorgeous setting. So, yeah, it's well worth a, a trip just to see it. Wow, it's just so, they're just so pretty. It's a, so much information. Like, I just want them all and ask you about them all. <laughs> Which, did any of these scare you when you walked in or made you uncomfortable? Um, let me look at the index here. Let's just go through and look real quick. No, um, I don't get scared because in my mind, I'm not going to hurt them and they're not going to hurt me. Uh, I also wear a totem when I go. Um, I have a hammerhead shark that I wear to all these places when I do that as, you know, as a little protection. But mm-hmm. I, I'm not really scared. I mean, I've been poked, pushed, everything else around. So I'm kind of used to that. But um to me, it's like finding, you know, helping find, okay, there's something here and how can we help it either be at peace or cross over or um, some of them don't want to go and that's fine too. But, you know, you kind of get that notion that, hey, I need to help this person because they're stuck here. And that just breaks my heart. So, um, but some of them don't want to go there. They want to stay where they're comfortable and that's okay too. Like, you know, that guy at Belgrade, he just wants to stay at his house and, you know, he wants people to stay away from him. So that's, (laughs) um, that's how that is. But um, as far as being scared, I've only been scared one place I've ever been and I don't know why it happened. I was in a cemetery for, I think, for my other book. And I walked into the cemetery. And like I always do, I'm like, if you don't want me to take your picture, just blur it. It's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. But I walked into the cemetery and I was literally pushed back out of it. I was like, okay, they don't want me to come in today. So I left. Wow. <laughs> but 
I wasn't really scared. I was kind of taken aback, like, okay, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I took it as, okay, they, they don't want to, they don't want to fool with me today. So that's okay. Um, Cause you know, we have bad days too. So I, you know, um, yeah. I, I give them the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, but that is the only time I've ever been scared. I, 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 I don't really get scared too often because like I said, I, I know they can't hurt me. Um, but you know, I, I think you don't go into a place and you don't try to upset them, you know, mm-hmm. rob them up or make fun of them or, you know, be mean to them because right. I, I look at it as they were people once too, yes. and, you know, are deserving of that respect until, you know, they show you, Hey, I, I don't want to do this any longer. Okay. I'm out the door then. Goodbye. Um, in fact, I think at Bell Grove, there was a story where um, they said they went into the kitchen or somewhere over in there near there. And the person there said, goodbye, like go away. Mm-hmm. And they said, okay, we're out the door. So I, I think you really have to, you know, listen and be cognizant of the things that are going on and um, be observant so you can tell, hey, this 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 entity wants me here or this entity doesn't want me here. Um, you know, like I was saying over at um, the Exchange Hotel, um, there's a doctor, Bagby, up on the second floor. And I mean, he pushes me all over his room. And so I leave. And I usually stand outside of his room and everybody else goes in there and goes, well, I don't feel nothing. Uh, good for you. Right. Because <laughs> I do. But, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's like he doesn't want me in there, so I'm just going to go stand over here. So you you really just have to be careful um, where you go and how you treat the entity that is um, within those walls. And, you know, I have so much respect for you for saying that because people don't realize these are people without their suits. Uh Mm -hmm. They have the same feelings. They have, Mm -hmm. they love their homes like we do. You got to respect. Well, yeah, like Salina, you know, at um, um, Dunlora, um, she did not like it when Sheena and Tony came in and, you know, renovated it. But you know, she had to explain to her that, hey, you know, hey, I own this house now and this is what I'm going to do. But Sheena said she must have forgiven her because she showed her several times how to decorate it and how she wanted, how Salina wanted it redecorated. Uh-huh. And because she told me herself, she goes, I am not an interior decorator, never want to be. <laughs> but she goes, and I mean, if you ever get to go to Dunmore Inn, which is the place on the cover of the book, um, it is a gorgeous, gorgeous place. So, um, Salina did a wonderful job redecorating. So, um, but you know, again, you have to kind of come to terms with that and say, okay, well, you know, how can I make them happy and keep myself happy right. and all that? So you kind of have to, you know, lay down some rules, of course. But I think the most important thing is just like you said, you need to respect the person they were because. You know, it's, um, they have a history there. They have a um, connection to the location. So you kind of have to, you know, respect that and not treat them like, you know, you would a a lost dog or something. It's yeah. just, you have to be very nice. Not that you would treat a lost dog. Me, no, never. You know <laughs> um, no, I wouldn't either, but that's the first thing that came to my head. But, um, you know, you really want to just you know, 
understand where they're coming from. And, yeah. you know, like she went and, and, and researched the history of the couple. So, you know, she would have some idea, okay, why is she doing this or why is she doing that? And I think that gives you some background and you can uh, approach these places better. Uh, when I go to different places, I try to research them before I go so I know what I'm looking for Yes, and who I'm looking for. Um I walk around and I'll call out, you know, this is a name I heard. So I'll call this name out or, um, you know, if it's an animal, maybe call their name or whomever. Sometimes like, you know, you got cats, you got ghost cats, you get ghost dogs. Um, so I think that there's always a way to uh, find something, but it takes those observation skills and those listening skills to really you know, get it. You may not happen the first couple of times, but after so long, you'll get the notion, oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> the light goes off. So, um, but, you know, I, I just, like I said, I just try to respect the, uh, the person that I'm trying to talk with or um, find within the location. Do you think, you know, you said something when she restored the place and redecorated it. Did she communicate with the the former lady of the house to get some ideas, or how did she go about doing that? Yeah, Sheena's a she's a sensitive. Uh huh. Um, and so she told me that Salina would send her visions, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. of what she wanted things to look at. Sometimes she would come to her in a dream and show her hey, this is, should look like this. And that was how she got her point across. Um, there's one story in here about a, um, and I'll do it shortly because I don't know, the, I can't remember the whole long story, but there's a story in here about a, um, a rose bush or crepe myrtle bush, something that uh, Salina's, uh, one of her aunts gave her for a wedding present and she planted it outside in the front yard and apparently um her husband uh cut it down by mistake but he didn't tell sheena that he'd done that and so salina was said she didn't tell me how this occurred so i can't answer that question but she said salina kept asking me what happened to my rose bush I want my rose bush. Mm-hmm. And so she went and asked her husband, she goes, did you cut down the rose bush? Yeah, so-and-so did that. And he, you know, he, he didn't know he was supposed to keep it and blah, blah. And I said, well, okay. So she knew what happened to the rose bush. She goes, well, she let it go for about a year. And then she came back a year later. And she kept asking about the rose bush. And Selena told her apparently the whole conversation that took place between her husband and this gentleman and so her husband denied it. And so she went to the gentleman and the gentleman kept asking her, he goes, how do you know this? And she said, Salina told me. And he admitted it after she said that. So oh I get the feeling, yeah, I get the feeling that Salina is a very strong woman. Um, very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Bold, I guess. Yeah. But she's, uh, <laughs> she, she wanted to know where that rose bush was. And, you know, that so is funny. I think, yeah, I thought that was an interesting story. <laughs> I wonder what color roses. She must have a fascination with the rose garden and stuff. That's really cool. Um, I I I, I don't remember. That's a good question. Um, but I I do know that 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 was the story. And I was like, well, what did she finally do? She goes, well, we finally got her to, um, 
we finally got her straight and we figured out what happened and now she's happy. So she just went, it was a pink azalea bush. That's what it was. Um, but sorry about the rose. I thought it was a rose. Pink oh, that's azalea. Okay. But she, um, she, she, she figured it out and she said, we finally figured out what happened to it and everything was okay after that. So. Oh, that's funny. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Now, did you get to stay in any of these inns overnight? The only ones I've ever stayed in are the Chamberlain, which is mm-hmm. down in Hampton, and the Alexandrian, which is in Alexandria. Um, as I said, I, I would have liked to on the days we were there, but a lot of the rooms were already taken when I got there, so I couldn't really ask for that room. Mm-hmm. But um, the Alexandrian, it was a Civil War thing. I, I think there was a flag, if I remember correctly. Um one person got murdered over somebody trying to steal a flag off the top and um, right there in the hall, in the, in the staircases. And when I went to the staircases, uh, specific staircases at the Alexandrian, um, I think all I got was a recording of some old, like old timey music, you know, like on the piano. Mm-hmm. Um, when I walked out the door into the hallway, there was nothing, no music or anything playing. So it was right there in the stairwell and that's, I think that's about the only thing I got. Um, didn't really able to get a lot there. And I've stayed there many times in the past and never noticed anything. Uh, but that was the one I was telling you about, the Carlisle house where the bodies were falling. That's right about a block away. Yeah. Um, that was kind of interesting. But um, And then the other place, the Chamberlain, is down in Hampton, Virginia, right near Fort Monroe. And it's not a hotel anymore. It's a senior um, senior living thing but i've stayed there god i guess two or three times in the past and a oh, gorgeous gorgeous uh setting um just pretty place to be mm-hmm. uh gorgeous views of the uh Pacific, uh i'm sorry the um the uh the hampton um waterways down there because we have a we have a waterway down there that goes underwater to get you know so boats can cross oh that's cool and, yeah, and it, it's just very pretty. And I remember one hotel, the room we stayed in, you could watch the cars disappear and then come out the other side. It was so neat. We could watch all, watched it for half the night because it was just neat. But um, I never noticed anything there either. So I don't know, um, you know, if uh, it was a very um, strong haunting type of thing. But uh, it was. it's a very nice place to be. And the... Um, the Fort Monroe had a lot of history to it, of course, because it's a fort. And <laughs> sorry, and uh, they had a lot of things, especially with the. Um, let's see, I think it was Jefferson Davis, and Edgar Allan Poe was there too. Ooh. I believe uh, Jefferson Davis was prison there for. Oh God, I don't remember. I'm so bad. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> You're fine. Oh, here it is. He was plotting to kill Abraham Lincoln. Okay. So, and he'd go for a walk in the evenings, and they said if you go, like, you know, when it gets dark, sometimes if you look in the right direction, you can see his wife looking out the window watching for him to come home. Um, now, they also have um, an Old Point Lighthouse down there, which yeah, is just that. right out on the It's gorgeous. Um, they've seen uh, different things. Uh, Captain John Smith. Um I think they said somebody said Lincoln was there one time and then they have a couple other people, but not so much famous as those two. But um, 
the the moat there's a lighthouse and then to the left of the lighthouse is a moat um with mm-hmm. a little the building on top of it and apparently there's a uh nessie you know the loch ness monster oh yeah there is a uh a creature in the moat um but nobody can say what it is exactly um but uh it's apparently lurks in the waters and sometimes it'll stick its head up. Uh, I did not see anything when I was there, but, uh, um, you know, it, it's, it's, the water was nice and smooth. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) And Um, you were looking, weren't you? (laughs) I guess I was. Well, my brother and I had gone down there together and, uh, cause he likes to take pictures of things. And so he was down there taking pictures and go, why are you taking a picture here? And I said, well, there's apparently there's some little monster that's going to stick his head up if we, you know, do it do it fast enough. And, but we never saw anything. <laughs> so, um, but you know, that's, that's a really, and like I said, it's on the water. So it's pretty down there too. Oh, I bet. I would love, I love anything on water. That just, uh, I love the ocean particularly. Mm-hmm. I could just live by the ocean. If I wasn't so afraid of like hurricanes and storms and stuff, I'd be on the ocean right now. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, just the breezes are nice. Oh, I know. And I can, and all that energy, I'm sure, stirs whatever's going up, going on in these buildings, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure when stuff comes through, you know, the, the, the vibe of the the winds, the, 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 the hurricanes and everything, I'm sure it tears, stirs something up. But um, I've always thought natural disasters are probably better than me, myself, going in there and causing the change because... One you can control and one you can't. And I think, you know, um, these entities that are inhabiting these locations, like I said, they don't like change. They like their stuff the way it was. And people go in and start renovating and doing things and don't even know that they're there. I can't imagine. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, that is so common in older homes and places. You Mm -hmm. know, you hear people say, I never had any activity until I started remodeling. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Renovations will do it big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I talk to my and people think I'm crazy, but I talk to my house. I tell it, Ooh. I'm going to be remodeling soon just to prepare you. So if there's anyone oh, in here, <laughs> mm-hmm. I have to remodel. I have to reduce some rooms because if I don't, we're going to be in bad shape. Mm-hmm. So once in a while, because I know I have to redo my bathroom, I always say to the house and whoever's in here, this bathroom has to be redone. The sunroom has to be redone, and the kitchen has to be redone. So be prepared. That's so, a good, yeah, that's a good way to do it. I'm hoping that I don't have a lot of activity at the time of it being done because I've never well, had any. Not. I've never had any since I moved. I've had it in other older homes that I lived in. This has been the most peaceful one I've lived in. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, I told my husband, I said, this is a very welcoming little, it's a little house, little home. Um, I'm from Dayton, Ohio, originally, and I've only been here like six years. But the hilarious thing is our other house had burnt down in the 1900s. It was built in the 1900s, burnt down and had in 1967. And then they had to redo the house in a similar architecture. Okay, And it was really funny. And that house was very active. Like people would feel like they were being chased up the the basement steps. (laughs) 
stuff like we'd hear people go up the steps or come through the front door kind of thing. So I, I was, I, I told my husband now, I'm like, we're just going to keep telling the house this is going to happen. <laughs> there you go. Get them prepared. Yep. Get them prepared and ready. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your dream in? If you could stay anywhere, what is your dream place to stay and investigate? Oh, that's a good question. There's just so many. I, I mean, um, this Bell Grove place I'm going to Saturday, I'd really like to go. Um, I have not been to the Martha Jefferson. Um, a friend of mine gave me some research on that, so I didn't get to go there. I would love to see that place because it just looks pretty. Um, and I'm sure there's others in other states that I would love to go to. But I, I just like to go and stay at places that are, you know, you can find something and, yeah. um, you know, corroborate those stories. I'm I, I'm not too picky, but I mean I like places that are very very haunted because there's more of a there's more of a opportunity to to find something, which is you know when I did the other book like I've been talking about the Exchange Hotel and they have like ten to twelve there so it's um, you're bound to find something or take a picture of something right but you know some of these only have maybe one like um, what's the one I'm thinking of Old Town Inn. Uh, up in Northern Virginia has one Miss Lucy that likes mm-hmm. to haunt like three or four different rooms. Um, she chases people around the room. She'll pull their sheets off. It, I mean, it just just <laughs> mischief, just mischief to say, so, "Hey, here I am. Acknowledge me. I'm here." Um, but you know, some people take that as, you know, they get belligerent because it's like, "Leave me alone. I don't want this." Well, you know, she's not going to go away. So you're going to have to find some way to to acknowledge yeah acknowledge yeah yeah i don't appreciate you doing that miss lucy i know you're there yeah (laughs) well i would like my audience to know that susan will also be on my show twilight tonight in october which is very exciting it's an appropriate time of year and we're going to hear more stories from her i'm excited about that susan Oh, I am too. I can't wait. Yeah, so it would be fun. We can actually see each other. It's a live oh, show. Oh, Zoom. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it, it's um, <laughs> Steamyard, but you'll get all those links beforehand. I'm really excited about this. And where do people find your books? Um, you can go to my website, which is www.susanschwartzauthor.com. That is S C H W A R T Z. Um, you can also go to Amazon, Arcadia Publishing. Mm-hmm. Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, anywhere you buy books. It's exciting. I want to thank you so much for coming on Twilight Tonic tonight. It's been really fun talking to you, Susan. Oh, I've enjoyed it. I'd I love to go back and relive the story. So I'm, I'm quite happy to do it. Well, you get to do it again with me in October. Oh, I, like I said, I'm excited. I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> you have a great rest of your week. And I'm looking forward to this again. All right, sugar. Take care. You too. Bye-bye.